0: This podcast is part of the Podcavern Network. Check out other Podcavern shows at podcavern.com. The Moth Collection is indebted to many older storytellers. I wear my influences on my sleeve. I've been releasing readings of a few public domain works that are either referenced in or thematically relevant to my own stories. Today, an epic poem in miniature. Welcome to the last Moth Collection Sight Trip. The Moth Collection Sight Trip 5. Child Roland to the Dark Tower Came. By Robert Browning. My first thought was. He lied in every word, that hoary cripple, with malicious eye askance to watch the workings of his lie on mine, and mouth scarce able to afford suppression of the glee that pursed and scored its edge at one more victim gained thereby. What else should he be set for with his staff? What save to waylay with his lies and snare all travelers who might find him posted there and ask the road? I guessed what skull-like laugh would break, what crutch gin write my epitaph for pastime in the dusty thoroughfare, if at his counsel I should turn aside into that ominous tract which, all agree, hides the dark tower. Yet, acquiescingly, I did turn as he pointed, neither pride nor hope rekindling at the end descried, so much as gladness that some end might be. For, what with my whole world wide wandering, what with my search drawn out through years, my hope dwindled into a ghost not fit to cope with that obstreperous joy success would bring, I hardly tried now to rebuke the spring my heart made, finding failure in its scope. As when a sick man very near to death seems dead indeed, and feels begin and end the tears, and takes the farewell of each friend, and hears one bid the other go, draw breath freelier outside, since all is o'er, he saith, and the blow fallen no grieving can amend, when some discuss if near the other graves be room enough for this, and when a day suits best for carrying the corpse away, with care about the banners, scarves, and staves, and still the man hears all, and only craves he may not shame such tender love and stay. Thus, I had so long suffered in this quest, heard failure prophesied so oft, been writ so many times among the band, to wit, the knights who to the dark tower's search addressed their steps, that just to fail as they seemed best, and all the doubt was now, Should I be fit? So, quiet as despair, I turned from him, that hateful cripple. Out of his highway, into the path he pointed. All the day had been a dreary one at best, and dim was settling to its close, yet shot one grim red leer to see the plain catch its astray. For Mark, no sooner was I fairly found pledged to the plain after a pace or two, than, pausing to throw backwards a last view o'er the safe road, 'twas gone. Gray plain all round, nothing but plain to the horizon's bound. I might go on, naught else remained to do. So on I went. I think I never saw such starved, ignoble nature. Nothing throve. For flowers? As well expect a cedar grove. But cockle, spurge, according to their law, might propagate their kind with none to awe. You'd think a burr had been a treasure trove. No. Penury, inertness, and grimace, in some strange sort were the land's portion. See, or shut your eyes, said nature peevishly. It nothing skills. I cannot help my case Tis the last judgment's fire must cure this place Calcine its clods And set my prisoners free If there pushed any ragged thistle stalk above its mates The head was chopped; The bents were jealous elves What made those holes and rents In the dock's harsh swarth leaves Bruised as to balk all hope of greenness "'Tis a brute must walk, "'pashing their life out with a brute's intents.'" As for the grass, it grew as scant as hair in leprosy. Thin, dry blades pricked the mud, which underneath looked kneaded up with blood. One stiff, blind horse, his every bonus stare, stood stupefied however he came there, thrust out past service from the devil's stud. Alive? He might be dead for aught I knew, with that red gaunt and colloped neck a-strain, and shut eyes underneath the rusty mane. Seldom went such grotesqueness with such woe. I never saw a brute I hated so. He must be wicked to deserve such pain. I shut my eyes and turned them on my heart, As a man calls for wine before he fights I asked one draft of earlier, happier sights Ere fitly I could hope to play my part Think first, fight afterwards The soldier's art One taste of the old time sets all to rights Not it I fancied Cutbirth's reddening face Beneath its garniture of curly gold Dear fellow till I almost felt him fold an arm to mine to fix me to the place the way he used. Alas, one night's disgrace. Out went my heart's new fire and left it cold. Giles then, the soul of honor, there he stands, frank as ten years ago when knighted first. What honest man should dare, he said, he durst. Good, but the scene shifts. Fa, what hangman hands pinned to his breast a parchment. His own bands read it. Poor traitor, spit upon and cursed. Better this present than a past like that. Back, therefore, to my darkening path again. No sound, no sight as far as I could strain. Will the night send a howlet? or a bat, I asked, when something on the dismal flat came to arrest my thoughts and change their train. A sudden little river crossed my path, as unexpected as a serpent comes, no sluggish tide congenial to the glooms, this as it frothed by might have been a bath for the fiend's glowing hoof, to see the wrath of its black eddy bespate with flakes and spews. So petty, yet so spiteful. All along, low, scrubby alders kneeled down over it. Drenched willows flung them headlong in a fit of mute despair, a suicidal throng. The river, which had done them all the wrong, whatever that was, rolled by, deterred, no whip. Which, while I forded, good saints, how I feared to set my foot upon a dead man's cheek each step, or feel the spear I thrust to seek for hollows tangled in his hair or beard. It may have been a water rat I speared, but uh, it sounded like a baby's shriek. Glad was I when I reached the other bank. Now for a better country. Vain presage. Who were the strugglers? What war did they wage? Whose savage trample thus could pad the dank soil to a plash? Toads in a poisoned tank, or wild cats in a red-hot iron cage? The fight must so have seemed in that fell cirque. What penned them there with all the plain to choose? No footprint leading to that horrid muse. None... Out of it. Mad brewage said to work their brains, no doubt, Like galley slaves the Turk pits for his pastime, Christians against Jews. And more than that, A furlong on, why, there, What bad use was that engine for, That wheel, Brake, not wheel, That harrow fit to reel men's bodies out like silk, With all the air of toffets tool? on earth left unaware, or brought to sharpen its rusty teeth of steel. Then came a bit of stubbed ground, once a wood, next a marsh it would seem, and now mere earth, desperate and done with. So a fool finds mirth, makes a thing, and then mars it till his mood changes, and off he goes, within a rood, bog, clay, and rubble, sand and stark black dearth. Now blotches rankling, colored gay and grim, now patches where some leanness of the soils broke into moss, or substances like boils. Then came some palsied oak, a cleft in him like a distorted mouth that splits its rim gaping at death, and dies while it recoils. And just as far as ever from the end, not in the distance but the evening not to point my footstep further at the thought a great black bird apollyon's bosom friend sailed past nor beat his wide winged dragon pent that brushed my cap perchance the guide i sought for looking up Aware I somehow grew, spite of the dusk, the plain had given place all round to mountains. With such name to grace mere ugly heights and heaps now stolen in view. How thus they had surprised me, solve it you. How to get from them was no clearer case. Yet half I seemed to recognize some trick of mischief happened to me, God knows when. In a bad dream, perhaps. Here ended, then, progress this way. When, in the very nick of giving up, one time more came a click as when a trap shuts. Here inside the den. Burningly it came on me all at once. This was the place. Those two hills on the right, crouched like two bulls locked horn in horn in fight while to the left a tall, sculpted mountain. Dunce, dotard a dozing at the very nonce after a life spent training for the sight. What in the midst lay but the tower itself? The round, squat turret, blind as the fool's heart, built of brown stone without a counterpart in the whole world, the tempest's mocking elf points to the shipman, thus the unseen shelf he strikes on, only when the timbers start. Not see, Because of night, perhaps. Why day came back again for that, before it left the dying sunset kindled through a cleft. The hills, like giants at a hunting, lay chin upon hand to see the game at bay. Now stab! and end the creature to the heft. Not here. When noise was everywhere it tolled increasing like a bell names in my ears of all the lost adventurers my peers. How such a one was strong and such was bold and such was fortunate yet each of old lost lost one moment Nailed the woe of years there they stood ranged along the hillsides met to view the last of me a living frame for one more picture in a sheet of flame i saw them and i knew them all and yet dauntless the slughorn to my lips i set and blew To the dark tower came. Child Roland. To the dark tower came. This is Vincent Lazon I hope you enjoyed this final moth collection side trip. Child Roland to the Dark Tower came is the poem that inspired Stephen King to write what he calls his magnum opus, the long fantasy slash science fiction slash horror slash western slash all around weird novel cycle, The Dark Tower. It's very interesting to read King's work again after having read this poem. Child does not, in fact, mean child here it refers to a young man of noble birth who has not yet become a knight The Moth Collection site trips are read by Vincent Lozon production by Transuranic and that is that for the Moth Collection site trips Hi everyone I'm Tang I'm Sam. And I'm Laura. And we are Disney Disney Dummies! Dummies. Look, we know there are Disney super fans out there, but even the superest of fans could still be Disney dummies. That's why the three of us are on a quest to watch every single animated theatrical release in chronological order, from Snow White all the way to whatever's out right now. We dive into each movie in detail, talking about fun facts, talking about the animation hit you with some hot takes our favorite reviews on the internet we even talk about who fucks i still can't believe that's an actual segment so join us every second wednesday for another episode of disney dummies and pixar pals when we finally catch up yeah yeah brought to you by the fairy tale whimsical depths of the pod cavern